0: Hi, it's Aviola, and welcome to another episode of the Sideline Podcast Today's episode is going to be um, a little sober actually uh, I had put off, you know, um, recording about this in a while But then, you know, oddly enough, when I was listening to my podcast <laughs> intro I think about the last podcast, yeah, that's episode 8, as episode 9, it's episode 8 And I was, I was speaking about like, you know, what the Sideline is You know, about it being, you know, having those conversations about things that you know, I said you know a lot of so. About things that um, we don't really want to talk about, or don't really see people talking about, or people speak about it, but in prejudiced or biased lights, and sort of having those conversations in the most objective and empathetic manner, or just having those conversations at all, and just ignoring them or glossing over them, and I think that's sort of you know, I'm going to stop, see, I'm going to try and stop and not say you know throughout this episode, but yeah, and, and so we're talking about the Israeli-Palestine conflict, with as much hope as I can muster in thinking about it, but whos thanks again to those listen listen to the previous episode, uh, I, I know I haven't really been pushing the episode as much as I can, I, I just feel like, let me keep doing my thing and... I want to be consistent on my corner and um, let the people find me (laughs) but yeah this episode is going to be fire thanks again for tuning in Um, sit back crack off the volume and I'll catch you later at the end. Yeah, so, I... Like I said, i had been ch- putting out this episode because it just felt like... I don't know, i had been seen everywhere. I... Someone who watches YouTube a lot, I really do. And I also, somehow, I think I follow BBC or CNN and I'm one of them. And so I get the news, I see all the time. You know, especially when I used to... Oh, God, the days by The Daily Show, hosted by Trevor Noah, was still a thing. R.I.P. Uh, I feel like all the really good um facetious or anecdotal expositive or oh, sorry expository journalism platforms are gone. Um the I think it's America what's the, the the Patriot Act by um uh i forgot his name, Minhaj, something Minhaj <laughs> you know. Um and then you know the daily show by Trevor Noah. Not only the Daily Shows ended, but it's just the quality back when Trevor Noah hosted it is just gone. And the reason why I mentioned him, aside the fact that like yes, I I've been seeing the news daily, was I think oh, about over a year ago when I think over a year ago, so maybe close to two years ago, um, when the Trevor Noah when The Daily Show was being hosted by Trevor Noah and he was doing it from his home. Back then, he said had like a massive effort, I think it was when he started to grow his Afro, and they were shooting the episodes from his from his home because COVID lockdown and everything. Uh, there was this episode because I because this whole Israeli-Palestinian thing has been going on for, I think, probably 19th, 20th century. Yeah, so, like, it's going on for over a century. It's been on for a long, long time. It's nothing new, but it's just, it's just blowing up right now, and maybe something else might happen, and we'll forget about it for a while, but for those people who are living there, it's, like, a continuous thing, and so I think something had happened, I don't know if it was the Israel's, sorry, Israelites, (laughs) Um, that done something, or those in Pakistan, mm. pa- Palesti- Palestine. Sorry, <laughs> um, that done something, and it was having a conversation, and he. Meant, he stated like he gives this really really um, moving statement that it's not about who's right or wrong because you can really go through the history and think about okay you punch me i punch you you punch me i punch you and it goes all the way back 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 to like 1940 something that's like the 19th century yeah, right? no, that's the 20th century okay maybe even further back than that you know when uh the the jews first moves in and you know they came to palestine because, you know, they believed it was their hometown and they had been chased away by you-know-who and, you know, they felt it was their ancestral homeland, just religiously speaking from the Bible and they came into the Arab- Arabian region and sort of tried to create their own country, which is the Israel we know today. <clears throat> and so, like, there's, there's always been that conflict since then. And he stated that it's not about who's right or wrong, honestly, because you can really take it all the way back. But then there's a need for empathy. There's a need to understand that, okay, this is a very complicated and very complex issue. There's so many things on ground. And it's very hard to decipher. But then whatever is going to happen, whatever it is done, let there be empathy and let there be kindness and let let us let us not you know lead with the most negative of emotions and that's something they've failed to do and it's manifested in several ways over time before he said it and even now years later in the <clears throat> gaza incident in whatever is happening even right now as you listen to this episode wherever part of the world you are and it's a crazy thing so how can someone who doesn't know anything and has seen the news feed or is just Maybe is hearing about it for the first time on the time what's going on So I'm going to try and keep it as light as possible um, Because I myself don't really understand it, the may, the nuances about it But from what I've been able to research <laughs> Thank God for Google um, But, and Monica actually Monica is a very good add-on um, But, um, so basically, as I, as I mentioned earlier The juice the would come from you know where Because of you know who to Palestine, at least that Arabian region, to um, to build their own country and have a space for themselves because they felt it was their ancestral homeland. I mean, biblically, you can trace them having, you know, the Israel, as having their own land and that's that's that place. And so they came into the region and uh, I think, yeah, there was definitely tensions because it's pretty weird if... Say for example, I'm I'm Nigerian, and you know I don't know Cameroonians were just to come and be like, oh, according to this ancient religious, uh, where um, like the whole north, sorry, eastern part of like eastern south eastern part of Nigeria, is uh, for the Cameroonians. Ha ha. You know that's sort of not, not that i'm trying to make them seem violent or cruel but that's sort of what happened and you can understand like tensions would be high especially for the the palestinians just sort of wondering like Bitch up. you know and i think consequently the the preachers came and they divided that whole lands so, okay here this is the land for the arabians here this is the land for the jews are you happy now full stop and after that, the I think the Arabians invaded Israeli land. At that point, yes, it became Israeli land. Invaded there, and um, they the Israelis, the Israelites, won the war, and they displaced Palestinians. They expanded their territory. Um, hundreds of thousands of Palestinians, actually, civilians. And they started the territory and over time, there's always been that sort of issue of land, of displaced refugees, of even the fact that Jerusalem is supposed to be the Palestinian capital, but it's the Israeli capital. And all these things and all these little skirmishes on the borders of Gaza and West Bank and all these places that, you know, I think East Jerusalem as well, all these places that coincide you know with Arabian lands and or Palestinian lands and Israeli lands and there's always been this argument of this is my land this is my land this is my land this is my land and then each person claiming that thing and so and so you have this different perspectives from whoever you ask if you ask a Palestinian they would they would say oh the Israelis and one thing to note is that Israel has one of the most developed and advanced military systems in the world there they could destroy palestine if they really put their minds it, and were prepared to violate un laws not that they technically haven't already violated some of them at this point but they could they have the big guns they are only for behind us russia i think and some of that big ass country military but they have the big guns and they have the support of the us as well but that's a different issue the point is um they have a very good military system, and they've, in the eyes of the Palestinians, like I said, if you ask the Palestinian, oh, the Israels are occupying us; they're occupying our borders. They've displaced my ancestors. My grandma was displaced, and my father was displaced during the war. They've been skirmishes. Disp- they've killed people. Blah blah blah. If you ask the Israelis, and it's like, oh, the Palestinian people, although technically for the most part it's been the Hamas, which are who are um, extremist, Palestinian extremists. And, you know, the, the, the Palestinian people, you know, from their perspective, are the ones who have evaded, are the ones who've attacked, are the ones who have cost issues, are the ones who've launched missiles and whatnot. Although technically the Israel, Israelis are more <clears throat> known for their missile launches and everything because they've blocked most of the Palestinian missiles and they've been the ones to really destroy buildings. But point is, it's blown up a lot lately because it's been a lot. So Gaza has been devastated. You have... Um, so many people so many civilians being affected it feels like what what it felt like just sort of watching it from from my end from the safety of my home and the peace and quiet of my hometown in lauren is just like hamas who are palestinians yes but extremists went ahead to attack israelis and the israelites retaliated by attacking sort of everybody <laughs> you know um taking sort of the whole thing as a nationwide affront and the hamas and even palestinians themselves have retaliated it's just become this sort of weird war because israelis are obviously better off they have better military and we have more global support and the palestinians are arabians at at the end of it and they don't exactly have a good light in the global purview. And even in the light of news, it felt like it's been weird. But I think there's a need to really define that, or let there be a distinction that the Palestinians are not represented by Hamas. Hamas are just a small faction. It, it felt like um, Boko Haram sort of, rep- like if Boko Haram were to, and they did, you know, perform different acts of terrorism in, in bordering countries. And if those controversies, were to be like, Oh, Boko Haram invaded and they kidnapped my daughters and they did these things and they terrorised my people. Thus all Nigerians are evil like Boko Haram and they should launch, they should host a war, whatever, against Nigeria as a whole nation. That just wouldn't make more sense. And it felt like that's what's happening now because now you see, you know, children displaced, you see people dead, you see um, there was, I think, this... Memo, not memo, this information, not information, but this news going around um, that, you know, you have children and people and women writing their names or just means of identification on their hands so that they can be identified from their bodies when things happen because the Israelis have been um, sending missiles and and they've destroyed buildings and different things and they've it's it's become a a siege it's become a modern day siege um basic amenities and different things are not being able to pass through i think the un reported that um fuel is going to run out and if fuel runs out how will the hospitals that are containing uh, are hosting and trying to treat the injured be able to run how will people have access to electricity and other amenities that come with that how will they survive on the barest of amenities, but then also you look at the Israelis, and it's like the Hamas have been sending, not sending, but they've, yeah, they have sending, they're sent rather, um, suicide bombers who've attacked Israelites um, or Israelis. I feel like it's, prepa- it's, it's proper to say Israelites, I don't know, but it feels very biblical <laughs> to say the Israelites. But um, you have the Hamas sending suicide bombers, you had the, I think the Gaza incident where there, the, there was a music festival, and then you had them coming on. Aero, actually quite impressive, honestly. Uh, uh, what's the what's the term? How can I phrase it? Air-based vehicles, or flight capable vehicles, and shooting and brutally murdering and attacking and terrorizing the you know, Israelites, young people, and you have people running about and and scared and hurt and emotionally tram- and damaged and traumatized, <clears throat> and. That's just how it has been Both countries of well, Both countries scarred by this conflict Honestly uh, although, Honestly, I, I, don't, I don't want to wait But it just feels like Pal- the Palestines uh, The Palestinians Have really had it worse off Because, damn It's crazy And I think there is a need to um, As hard as it can be And I, I do understand that My personality is One of um practical practicality and objectiveness um some people will say i can be very cold at times because they need to just be like that is not useful and so it needs to be let go and so things like pride and ego and heritage at times and culture in the way of when they get in the way of of logical reasoning when they get in the way of human empathy when they get in the way of honestly just humanity um they feel like they are very invaluable and they're useless things that should be discarded, without hesitation. I mean, yes, this is your land. Yes, um, it's, yes, yes biblically it's your land and you have defended it. But you also have really big guns and you are targeting these people. Don't retaliate. Um, yes, these people have occupied you and this whole thing is weird and they've hurt you and they've occupied this nation, but even if you're going to be extremists, you, like, you should have someone who understands that if you poke a bear, it will destroy you, basically, and they sent the whole, they started the whole Gaza event, they have been pushing and pushing for decades, and Israel is retaliating, and it's hurting not just them, but the same people that are trying to represent. And in no way are the actions actually helping. So where's the logicality? Where's the logic? Rather, where's the sense? And so a lot of there have been so many attempts at negotiations, but then neither party has been ready to compromise. Neither party has been ready to take the the high road or to be the lesser person in a sense and settle things, be- because there's been so much deep rooted history of decades and as i said centuries of conflict and like i said my practicality just feels like you should discard it like if it requires taking everybody who has a grudge and shooting them that's that's the very extreme god forbid but letting it go because that hatred is only going to breed hatred that disgust and that discomfort and all the things are only going to breed it and they and they have been exemplified over years and decades of conflict are they not tired and what's the point of this conflict what's the point of fighting for land if your children are displaced and cannot learn in school or cannot hope for tomorrow do not know what's going to happen do not have a smile on their face if your women are killed if your hospitals cannot run if people cannot smile on their face what's the point of freedom what's the point of retaliating what's the point of avenging what's the point of it all if there is no tomorrow you know and i'm not taking any sides i'm not um scolding or reprimanding any anyone though because it's, it's, it, like I said, it's a very complicated thing and I'm speaking as, from an, as an outside perspective I cannot hope to understand what years and decades of inbred hatred can foster and how it can feel I mean, I remember recently I watched Pantheon season 2 it's an amazing movie, sorry, series about sort of, the. Uh, I feel like it's a sandbox on the future of technology <laughs> you know, um if we feel like AIs cannot advance enough, why don't we just up- upload our own intelligence? Because the essence of AI is to simulate human intelligence, that's the whole essence, artificial human intelligence, A-H-I. <laughs> and what is more human than an actual human? If you can upload an human intelli- a human intelligence onto the interwebs or onto a database and have it function more advanced and more complexly than artificial intelligence would why don't you do that and that's a whole podcast episode on its own but point is in season two there was a point where um an arabian and a, and a jewish an arab and a jew um who were you UIs, or political intelligences came together and they were fighting and like just immediately he was like you arab oh no you people kill my people blah 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 my brother and there was one particular one i think he's a jew and i remember he hated he hated his younger brother because his younger brother fell in love with an arabian woman a palestinian woman and he wanted to marry her but then the father was like how can you bring this disgrace upon our family ha ah, you you stay with the muslims we are jews we do not walk with them blah 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 how can you fight against the military the military i can go on and on boy what's the whole thing the point is There was this deep-rooted hatred from when he was young. Like, it was a flashback because when he was like, eight, nine, ten. And at that point, he knew hatred for the, as a Jew, he knew hatred for the Arabians or for the Palestines. He already hated them at that young. And that's how so many of them are raised to hate these begrudged neighbors from both sides. And so I understand, or I can understand from like, the sort of, what, what do I call it, pariah. Standpoint that it's hard to, it's hard for them to be able to let go of years of pre programmed, honestly, hatred, justifiably in whatever form you want to justify it, but all deep rooted and seated hatred. It's very hard to let it go, it's very hard. But then the believer in me saying that we are new creations in Christ and He has given us a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. Hatred, as difficult as it is, is possible to let go It's possible to forgive, but there has to be one Well, you have to believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord and Saviour <laughs> Hey! But there has to be a willingness to change There has to be a willingness to forgive And you need help And there has to be effort from both sides, honestly What's happening is bad I cannot in any way support anybody I cannot in any way I hate the concept of wars I'll joke and I'll say I'm a pacifist, but that's true Conflict is just terrifying. Although it's a, a physical conflict, honestly, on such a scale as war, is terrifying because there are no winners in war. They're just people who have lost less, and that's it. That's a beautiful quote from someone I kind of remember, but it's the truest truth. Who what, what? happens now? Is Israel? Is, Israelis are dead. Palestinians are dead. Displaced, hungry, tired, scared. Everyone is scared, everyone is worried. No one understands what's happening. And that's war, that's what it is. And so what's the point of this podcast? I think the point is to raise awareness. It's not to take a side. It's not to say all oh, the Israelites are wrong. All the Hamas's, well, Hamas obviously are wrong because they're a terrorist group. Then, oh, you see now, I'm taking a side. Then it's just going to like, because I would say like, okay, the Israeli military retaliation was a little bit excessive. I mean, that was wrong, and that's it's not the point. The point is that there are children displaced. There are women displaced. There are people, young people, old people, who are hurt, scared, terrified who are uncertain about their tomorrow, who are having to experience things that they need not experience. There is a lack of humanity in that side of the world, and that is not to be. As much as we can argue that that that's the nature of humanity, to experience conflict and war and etc, it should not be. And the point of the episode is an awareness of that. The point of the episode is to have empathy, even for the perceived enemy, even for... Oh God, it's hard. It really, truly is hard, but maybe in a sense in essence, it also serves an ex- an example of how much conflict that is dragged on, of how much conflict without and with with both parties being dogged and not wanting to res- to to reach a resolution, not wanting to compromise can escalate. I mean, obviously, it's not to the point of killing and death and whatnot, but even in the smallest form, even in our relationship with people, it can have this sort of devastating effect where there is such hatred, where there is such misunderstanding, where there is such pain and hurt, and that and it should not be. And so, let's try to be more humane. Let's try to love. Let's try to compromise without thinking less of ourselves, but just thinking more of others. Let's try to love. Let's try to be patient. Let's try to compromise. And breathe, and to be aware. It's very easy to just sweep it under the carpet and think, oh, that's happening thousands of miles away. I have more pressing issues. My hungry stomach is more pressing than it is, honestly, because <laughs> it's the most, you know, close um, issue and conflict. Is like, what am I going to eat tonight? Or whatever issue anyone else could have in their lives but to be aware of what's happening around the world um, to be aware of what's happening elsewhere not necessarily to reduce or make our own struggles feel so insignificant but to create an awareness of what the things that we should be grateful for There's very easy complain that as a Nigerian that Nigeria is shit no offence, it kind of is <sighs> uh, pff, our government different things gosh i could go on and on and i probably have in different episodes But we're not fighting a war We am alive And I don't have to worry about my house exploding tomorrow But some people don't And in some sense it gives perspective And so that awareness is important In how we carry our lives In how we do things To keep us grounded And to keep us thankful And to keep us um, human In a sense Thank you for listening to this I don't know if it makes sense I hope it does And I hope it makes us think more about others to be more humane as I've said for more information you can research yourself about the um, Israeli-Palestine conflict what happened to Gaza what's happening right now um, if you have the funds you can donate to um, global efforts towards relief for Palis- for displaced Palestinians and whatnot, and whatever you can do to help in whatever way even if it's just taking time to pray yeah take care and uh, yes, I'll see you at the outro okay hi um thank you for listening to the episode this is the sideline there this is it, the sideline <laughs> and we should talk about everything i remember again i was i was when i was uploading the last podcast episode i, I opened the podcast because like you know the, i use the anchor platform and it's been bought and rebranded basically by spotify so it's now podcaster i be podcast for spotify or something like that on a spotify podcast or something um as so i i was just sort of checking the web app because i hadn't u- opened it on my laptop in a while and i saw our um the podcast description um a safe haven for something something for things happening in our hearts in nigeria and in the world and i just realized i really had focused so much on the world and well sorry i really hadn't focused so much on the world and it's been more okay, the heart our hearts and you know nigeria obviously so Again, and just to reiterate, the need for awareness, um, trying to be aware of what's happening around the world, um, help build that human empathy and that humanity in your in your heart. Like I said, honestly, and it's always a Bible verse, but we we're not made to have a heart of stone, but one of flesh. And the Lord is going to give that to you. He has already. If you believe, I say, yeah. <laughs> um, and we can feel, and we can empathize, and we can love. I can't care for not just even those Who are struggling Way distant from us But even those around us um, Do Be Be more charitable Think of people more This is advice for myself as well I know I don't always do that Most of the time I don't But yeah Let's try to well, Let's go to the outro Okay your <laughs> time Yeah so uh, I remember talking to my partner About Um Something I think we're talking about my podcast. She, she doesn't necessarily listen to it as much as possible because she has this weird thing where she feels like she has to sit down, carry a book, and and biro. By the way, we call it biro because the first person to invent like the the more efficient ball pen, using that roller thing, instead of like a quill and everything. His name was something biro, so that's very fascinating. Just quick fact. Anyways. So like she has to carry a a book and a a pen and and sit down and jot things down and like really focus on the podcast. And I'm like, bro, I I don't even focus on my own podcast like that. Um, So this is a quick sort of rundown on how to listen to your favorite podcast. Hopefully this is part of it. But um, very simple, very sweet, very loving thing. First, I'm going to start with this. How sort of like how I started. So I got into podcast from YouTube, honestly. I, there's a lot of podcasts on there. And then consequently, you move to Spotify. Oh, no, you move to Google Podcasts and then Spotify, consequently. And um, what I usually do is I'm always so busy. Well, I, Whenever I read, I play music. Whenever I, I, I'm cleaning, I play music. Whenever I'm doing anything, I play music. Or just something that... To, when my hands are busy. And so I can listen to music while I'm doing that thing. And so I just substituted that music with... Um, Podcast. So I think the, the, my real sort of turning point was when I started listening to the Tifa f- Football Podcast. Uh, the amazing, the, but they used to be an amazing football podcast, but they changed their formats, and now nah, man, it's not doing it. And so I'll just like put it on on my drive to school, on my drives to work, um, cleaning the house, whatever it is. That's when I listen to them, and that was just how I listen to all podcasts. So, how, do you, how should you listen to podcasts? I don't know what works for you, I don't know if you're the kind of person who cannot just passively listen to things just like I do, there are people who can like me and there are people who can't, The people who are like my partner and so you have to find moments and different times in your day where you could just passively listen to it because I think we're all capable of that sort of passive ability and so it could be when you're lying down trying to sleep or trying to get up from work, sorry, from bed. Or on your way back from work, or on your way to work in the morning on transit, if you're taking public transport, or it could be when you're cleaning the house on Saturdays and you just want something to keep you moving, you want to hear a discussion, you want to hear my charming voice, <laughs> it could be anything. But I recommend doing an activity while you're doing it, so it could be just anything that doesn't require sort of like active attention. You could do that. One of my best ways is just when I'm doing minute tasks that I really don't want to, when I'm washing my car, which, if you know me, I really don't like doing. When I'm washing clothes, when I'm cleaning, you know, I just do, just listen to podcasts and just makes that time pass so sweetly and so easily and it's my recommendation. So, whether it's the sideline, whether it's ISWIS, what up, whether you're a tech nerd and it's the waveform podcast or whether you're a football freak and it's the athletic football podcast, whatever it is, whatever is your spec, you don't have to listen, you don't have to just, like sit down and carry book and barrel and listen completely. You can sort of just put it in the back and um, do something else. I do not recommend doing when you're doing work because I used to be calculating mass one time when I was in university and doing my undergrad and I'm just like, eh, I just make mistakes <laughs> Because like Jola would say something or FK would say something, like, eh? What? <laughs> or if you came me on me, if you came me, I the radio podcast, I was like, What? Come again? Yeah, but um, don't take the podcast too seriously. Just take them easy. It's a conversation, it's a platform to share thoughts. And most podcasters have great voices, so you'll be fine. <laughs> Anywho, um it's been fun recording this episode. It's been fun having this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have thoughts, send them to the links in the description the link tree link what's up i've updated our anonymous um sort of platform using the it eh, was it called though? the anonymous share, <laughs> so you can be anonymous on the sideline just click the link tree link and stay where you want whether you have a comment on the podcast episode or you have a thought you want to share an experience you want to share uh whatever it is you are free to share us so if you want to you know be identified. You can also hear me on WhatsApp, IG, Twitter, X, by the way, or anything and just ready, always ready to hear from people. Um yeah. <laughs> Once again, my name is Alanka Biola, civil engineer, graduate, graphic designer, podcaster, and writer extraordinaire. I like to think. <laughs> and I'll see you next time on the sideline.